Scripture can seem, until we study the Scripture, that we realize many dimensions of the dimensional nature of these realities. And in the study of Scripture, we see that God is and the abundance of God. Away from our consciousness life. Indeed, it is God has acted in all time and how God acts in our life now. And though, because you have told me of what you have discovered about God and how God has gone deep into the text, something that is only given to us in the text. Well, it's for this reason that I invited the vestry several chapters at a time of leading the church that I thought this makes the church function until they come on the vestry. A little bit overwhelmed. Many facets to what it is to be the church. How it is that we lead this entire unit when so many folks see the total picture. One person saying at one time, here a kind of chorus around the vestry table say, no, there isn't. There isn't a binder, a direct church together. Not even the Bible gives us a manual for how to be the church. To us, through the so stories, through our sacred texts, allows us to reflect on Acts when the church is beginning to unfold and to go into all the world. Starting in that second chapter, when the Holy Spirit descends on that gathering of people together, which they understand. And they are moved and they join claim this good news into the world. The cost. The Spirit goes beyond what imagined or expected. It moves beyond just that little gathering in Jerusalem, beyond the walls of that ancient city which still stand. It moved out into all of Asia Minor, that region around the Mediterranean Sea. And as it encountered new people, the Spirit revealed what God was doing at work. And believe me, when I say it challenged the faithful. We see that in our letter in Paul that we read from the small people that came to the faith. He never knew us when he walked on the earth. But he did see what was happening to those that followed Jesus and how their lives were being turned upside down in a way that could change and transform the world. And he was aware of what this could do to the Jewish faith. And it disturbed him. He was a devout Jew and knew what it was to follow God by, by doing the teachings of the Torah, the Jewish faith, and to the world. He initially, to abolish it. We read about this of Acts when he's in Damascus, and he's going to specifically for the express purpose to find people who are, that are in and of them from being a tainting. But it's on that road to Damascus that he has an encounter with the risen Lord. You can read about it right there in Acts. It's Every longer can he deny what God is doing. God's redeeming power is at work people, including the Gentiles, and he goes out to share that good news. And my friends, we are inheritors of that good news. It is because Paul went to the Gentiles that we have had in it 2000. God was always pushing beyond the best, not unchanging nature. His unchanging nature is that he agrees we've set, always this Old Testament reading of 2 Kings, this Naaman, who was a, a, a rule, um, a given great to me and was plagued with leprosy, told to go and to see the prophet alive. And he does. He is given all he might need to shave silver and jewels and all sorts of things. And he's willing to give anything for his leprosy to be gone. He's willing to give anything. And all that's asked of him, that's it. This is goes off in a rage for something more. At least shown his face because it says my healing and worship the word. and that he's a name and says, I think I'm against the one true God transformed.
Go in, carry out your role that you have been given as one of the servants of the God. And it can bother us, just like it bothered Paul and Peter especially. In this letter to the Galatians, Paul is writing, it's, and he had told them, look, now I need to go back. And Spirit left and went out beyond Jerusalem and himself too, that God could be doing a new thing. He is adamant that people should not size to weren't in order to follow Jesus. And the reason he is adamant is because he knows of our proclivity, our inclination to self-reliance. As human beings, Paul says, we again and again go back to this belief in self-reliance, and we believe that we can make our own salvation. The Torah can be a slippery slope into that. By following all of the rules, we can begin to think, I got this. I got this. If I just follow these things, then salvation is mine. Paul knows our inclination. Doesn't he know our inclination? He knows my inclination. Doesn't he know the inclination of humanity to follow specific guidelines so that our salvation is assured because of everything we did? Selves. He will not be deceived. And it's only in this is a hard thing. Again and again, we fall into our the way we fall and hold into relationship with God and one another. Because God is doing, God is always that we are drawn into Bishop, well, the former Archbishop of Canada, described the as this trust that is the sole determining factor in whether one does or does not count as a participant. It's the readiness to trust that is the sole determining factor in whether one does or does not count as a participant. Indeed, we are called to that time and again. It's because it's in that boundary that we have to trust. We can't relax. We see what I mean, a new thing. We might respond with the words, but it is. And God says, trust me, and you will discover it. It's in the very fabric of our lives. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. In the thing on the aspects of the things we put on there and maybe things that we didn't put on. God invited that we are invited in the very lives to trust. Indeed, the vestry and I in the leadership faced this for more than six months about an associate we need in order for our young people. We have prayed this fervently and is answering it. Nothing to tell you yet. Because, but one thing is absolutely certain. How we go forward this fall in our ministry to people under 40 will not look beyond the shadow of a doubt. What is God inviting our and all that we have that we begin to experience or imagine in the positive things as we would label them and in the negative things as we would label them. In all of it, God is calling us closer to him so that we might discover what, that he is did, adjusted a prayer that's in the collects in the back of the Book of Common Prayer. That's the one we've been praying all of these weeks and months. It's a prayer for a ministry to young people. It's right there in the back, 800 and something. <clears throat> that's the confidence we ask it. In us can do in the church and in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Imagine. Glory to him us forever. God whose power working in us more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus to ever. God is in us, making God's glory known beyond what we can say. What can you imagine?
Now God is beyond even that. I believe God is answering our prayer. I believe God is prayer just as God has given it to I again will for my glory. Are you ready to trust me, God says. This month of July, the vestry has embarked a significant number of people. Well, significant, I don't know if that's really the most appropriate. Uh, a, a handful of people, a couple of handfuls of people who pledged last year, who didn't pledge this year. And we wanted to ask them to join us. Sometimes people hang back on pledging for maybe they don't know what's coming up. People and they've realized, wow, this has turned out better than I thought in my life. And so we've put forward a second ask for this through in email. So if you don't have email, then uh, the few of you that don't have that can talk to me or one of the vestry later. This invitation is a demonstration, an opportunity for us to demonstrate our readiness to trust. Do we trust that God can do infinitely more than we can ask or in relationship in our lives? And how does our trust as one, in relationships with one another, how does that lead to carry the trust of God into the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, third activities. Surprised. This work. Because as God invites us into a closer relationship with him, we discover the glory of God in ways we never imagined. And it meets the very needs that we have, the deepest longings that we have. Our scriptures remind us of it. They look one-dimensional on the page, but people, these are real stories about real people. Our own narrative can remind us of it. How is it that we remember to put our trust in God? How is it that we demonstrate our readiness? Just a quick note about the gospel lesson today. Jesus recognizes that not everybody is ready to trust. And he says, move on. Go to the next place. Because there you will discover people who are and amazing things will happen. The evil that you thought would destroy will now be under your command. But don't be delightful because of your power. Don't be overjoyed because of the authority you've been given. Be overjoyed because you are a part of my saving work in the world, my redeeming and reconciling work in the world. That's what should overjoy you. I've invited you as my servants, God says. I've trusted you with my very goodness the very, my very self, to take it into the world. You're going to need me to do it, God says, and you can count on me. God is faithful and invites us to be faithful because in so doing, God will do more than we can ask or imagine. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.